Hi, and welcome to the Days Gone podcast. I'm Claire Weaver, a screenwriter, author, and Days Gone fan, and this podcast is a place to discuss the game in all its glory, share my opinions, both popular and unpopular, and listen to me fangirl over one of the best games ever made. There will be spoilers ahead, so continue at your own risk. Welcome to The Freak Show. Welcome back. So I developed this weird thing with my hand recently. I've been playing so much Days Gone that I've developed a bruise or something going on on my knuckle of my index finger on my right hand. And for ages, for days, I couldn't figure out what it was. It just kept hurting. And I finally realized it's the way I hold the controller and I hook, I don't leave my middle finger on the R2 L2. I actually hook them under the controller. And for some reason, I guess the left hand doesn't hold as much weight as the right hand, or maybe I grip it tighter with my right hand. I don't know why, but it's exactly where the underside of the controller rests on that knuckle. And it, it really hurts. And so I've been trying to play the game without putting my hand there. And I've been a PlayStation player for decades. I mean, I had a PS1. I've always held my PlayStation controller like this. So I don't, it's really hard to change. I don't know, unless anyone knows of like a cushion or something, like... Or maybe I need to make my own. Anywho, by popular request, today's topic is going to be all about Days Gone 2. Now I hear you saying, wait a minute, Days Gone 2, that's not a real thing. And you would be correct. Days Gone 2 is not a real thing, at least not that anything has been announced or that we have any inkling that it's a real thing. But people are pissed. People want Days Gone 2. And, you know, I want Days Gone 2. Who wouldn't? Days Gone, I mean, we're, we're all... In agreement, we all know Days Gone is fantastic, so why not have more of it? Double the Days Gone is better than one lot of the Days Gone. <laughs> so let's talk about why Days Gone 2 isn't a thing. So the original game came out in 2019, and sales were really good. They weren't fantastic, it's not the fastest selling game ever made, or the biggest game ever made, it didn't break any records, but it didn't do bad. Uh, it did have a rather high budget, but it made its money back. Not that Sony has released official numbers, but from what we can gather, it did alright. It held its own. There was also an interesting article I read from 2020, uh, around the time the, the game had been out for a year, that talked about how many hours people have spent in the game. They actually have, I think this is really cool, I didn't know this was a thing that existed, I, I don't, I guess I'd never really thought about it, but they can actually see how long people are playing the game for, and how long they're doing certain missions for, and so they had this whole breakdown of how many hours people have spent in the game, how many hours people have spent fighting hordes, etc, etc. It's really interesting, you can google it and look it up. It's, it's really fascinating. And that was from April 2020. So now here we are in September 2021, year and a half after the release, two and a half years after the release, rather, year and a half after the original article. And I just, I wonder how many hours people have put in. I mean, it's got to be really high. The original article said something like 200 million. So even if it continued at the same rate, it would be, what, about 500 million now? I bet it's a lot more than that. I know I personally have put in about 250 hours, maybe more. I keep trying to figure out the timing in the game. I read somewhere that an hour in the game is two minutes in real life, and I timed it. An hour in the game is more like two minutes and 15 seconds. And so I was trying, I was doing the math, and math is not my strong suit. I do not like doing math, but I figured it out. I finished the game on both my playthroughs. I finished it at 
851 days. I thought that was really interesting that I did it in exactly the same amount of time both times. The second time, I thought I would do it quicker, even though I knew what to do, but it was on a harder difficulty. I guess that all evens out. So anyway, apparently 851 is my my uh, my standard range. So I did the math on it and I figured out that I've spent about 90 to 100 hours playing the game each time I've played it. Not including the shit you do after, you know, mopping up the hordes, finishing off little side missions, getting the O'Brien cutscene. That seems extraordinarily high. Although most people, I think, finish it in the range of like 820, 830 to about 860, 870. So I'm pretty much bang in the middle. 90 hours? I mean, that checks out. I play it a lot. And I spent hours a day, multiple days a week, for multiple weeks, for several months. So it does check out. It just seems so high. And I know the game is huge. And I do all of the side missions. I don't like to miss anything. I know you could power through it quicker. I don't like to power through games. I like to do everything. I'm I'm one of those players where I just, I don't like to miss out on anything. When I first played Silent Hill, I would check every single house on the street. It didn't matter if they were going to be weird, uh, whatever the fuck they were, little creatures coming out of the mist and, you know, the scary, the nurses, I know they're from the second game, but like, it didn't, I didn't care what was going to come at me. I had to check every inch of that sidewalk in case there was, you know, health or bullets or something, because in that game, you need it. I don't know if that set my experience for how to play <laughs> video games from that point on. I did the same in The Last of Us. I check everywhere. I don't like to miss out on anything. I do it mostly in Days Gone. Every time I'm at a camp, I don't like to miss out. Um, and any time I open, crack open the trunk of a police car, I also crack open the hood. So I know I've done the whole car. Is that kind of OCD? Maybe. <laughs> I know I'm not the only one who does that, though. So anyway, 90 hours in the game, minimum, each playthrough, played through it twice, done all the extra missions. I must have spent like 250, 300 hours in this game. And I'm about to play again on Survival 2. That'll be fun. So anyway, it's clear that this is a game that sucks people in, and it's clear that Sony knows this because they have the numbers. So why is there not a Days Gone 2? So I was doing some research online and basically what's happened, the, the reality of the situation is they have never said there is not going to be a Days Gone 2. There totally could be a Days Gone 2, it's just there isn't going to be a Days Gone 2 right now. The studio, Bend, they pitched an idea to Sony for a sequel, apparently quite soon after the release of the, the original, and the pitch was turned down. Bend was then put on a couple of other different projects, things have been moved around, uh, staff left and, and were replaced and blah blah blah. But basically, that's all that's happened. There was one pitch that got turned down and the studio was put onto a couple other different projects. That doesn't mean that there won't be a Days Gone 2. I mean, look how long it took for us to get The Last of Us Part 2. And look how for how long they denied it. Oh no, it's, it's a standalone story, we're never going to do a sequel. And then that one guy let slip in the first The Last of Us. And everyone's like, what do you mean the first The Last of Us? You mean there's a second The Last of Us? And then, lo and behold, there was a second The Last of Us. So the same thing could happen with this. And I, I like to think that that could happen. That at some point, Sony will just decide, yeah, we can do this. We, we can go back into this world and expand on the story. And apparently the reason why they didn't do that originally, or they haven't done it yet, 
is because of budget. Days Gone was a high budget game, and although it did make its money back, they haven't determined that it's worth the effort just yet. Of course, there is also a petition that people have been signing for, I don't know, the past year, two years, however long it's been, to try to convince Sony to change their minds and make Days Gone 2. I don't think that Sony is going to be swayed by a petition, but it's nice to know that there is some way to show your support. Though I'm pretty sure they know that we like it and that we would play a sequel and that we would spend money on a sequel. I think that's pretty apparent. Um, so I don't think the petition is going to change anyone's minds. So all that said, let us speculate. Let's talk about what would be in Days Gone 2 if slash when there is a sequel to our beloved game. For me, I think the, the most important part of the game is obviously Deacon. You can't replace Deacon. There isn't really a strong enough sidekick like with The Last of Us where they had Ellie that you can, you know, pass the torch to. How successful that was is a conversation for another podcast. I'm not going to go there, but I know everyone has their opinions on it. There is no shared protagonist in Days Gone. It's just Deacon. So you have to continue with that character. And honestly, that's what we all want. Who doesn't love a bit of Deacon? As for what his story would be, though, I don't know. Because the story in the first one is so compelling and it draws you in so much. You know, you want to know on an emotional level what he's going through and how this is all going to pan out. I remember playing for hours and hours and hours just desperate to get a little further just in case I found out. Is he going to find Sarah? You know, is she going to be alive? What's going to happen? How are they going to re be reunited? So interesting thought. What if the second game was about Sarah? Because I imagine she had quite the arc going on off screen in Days Gone 1. When you see her in the flashbacks, she's this sort of... I don't even know how to describe it. She, she's just a very gentle person. Like, she's kind of like a... She's got a little rebellious streak to her, but she's like a normal good person. She's not a criminal. She has an upstanding job. She's well-educated from an upper-class family. She's a good girl. And she obviously doesn't know how to shoot a gun and has probably never held one before. And then when we see her after she's joined the militia... She knows how to fire a gun. She kills Jim, you know, and shoots him in the face in pretty much cold blood. She does get freaked out when the, the freakers attack them and she gets separated from Deke in the community college sequence. But she still manages to kill a room full of freakers. So she definitely saw some action. That might be an interesting thing to explore. Is it strong enough to hold a game? I don't know. I would like to see it. I think some people would like to see it. Is it a strong enough idea to hang a whole game on? Mm, I, don't, I don't think they're going to do that. So what do you have Deacon do? Do you have him and Sarah and Boozer and the whole gang like at Lost Lake and like there's a new threat, you know, a new uh, cult like the Anarchists or the Rippers or someone, you know, threatening the security? Do you have them go somewhere else? Maybe they have to leave and go north. It's just kind of hard, like story-wise, what do you do with those characters? How do you create another emotional story as compelling as the first one? I don't know that you can. So maybe you do need to have a different character. Maybe you do need to focus on a whole different person. Gameplay-wise, I definitely think they should keep the open world environment, because that was really cool. They also, I think it'd be a great opportunity to enrich it and give us a lot more that I think they wanted to do and just for budget or time restraints couldn't quite get there. Variety in the missions, better opportunities for upgrades and guns and crafting, you know, more complicated systems for that to give the player more choice. Outfits would be really good. 
like change your outfits. I know a lot of people do the modding thing where you can like mod different outfits. I think it'd be cool if you just were rewarded with them for completing uh, certain missions and then you can change the outfit in like a new game. It'd be fun to see the bike upgraded. Not only the bike, but itself, because obviously you can upgrade that, but the use of it. It was useful to get around the world, obviously. It made the open world a bigger world, but it just felt a little tacked on. Felt a little arbitrary that he was use that he's a biker and he's using a bike. I mean, obviously that makes sense, but the other people could have been using golf carts or ATVs or bicycles or, you know, they have the big truck at one point. Like maybe you could use cars cool to see something that expanded upon you know i don't know exactly what that would be but just something that puts the bike to better use than just here's how you move around the map the biggest thing they need to do is really take a look at the mythology of the freakers i mean obviously story-wise that's the huge cliffhanger of the first game what is happening with the freakers what is happening with nero what is happening with the virus give us some answers give us some answers for god's sake It'd be cool if they kind of explained more of the mythology and the, the rules of how the virus works and like tell us kind of what's happening with the evolution, especially now. I mean, we were all so naive pre-COVID. I'm sure the devs didn't put that much thought into it because none of us really knew how viruses worked. I mean, sure, scientists knew and, and you can look this shit up. It's not super complicated. But now we've all lived through a literal pandemic. I think you can add so much more nuance and detail to the mythology that would really elevate it and make it cool. And you could you do some kind of callbacks to what we've all been through, you know, like the real world and make it feel super realistic. And I think that would make it really scary, you know, and really, um, probably really emotional, you know, to, to bring us back. Say Days Gone 2 comes out in five years, for example. Imagine, you know, you've left the pandemic behind, we've all moved on, and then you get Days Gone 2 and it's like talks about viruses and mutations and all the different things that we have learned. It would bring it all back. It would bring the whole COVID pandemic back and it would put us in a very specific emotional place. That would be really cool. I don't know what they do with it. That's up to them to decide. But I think that would be a really cool thing to do. Really clever thing to do. Um, what else? Obviously, it'd be fun to see Jack the dog all grown up. That would be cute. Maybe the game would take place many, many, many years in the future, like 10 years after the first game. And you could see how the world has changed, how things are being rebuilt, how civilization is coming back. And maybe there's a new threat arising. Maybe Nero is the bad guy or the main antagonist, or there's some uh, war between civilizations, whether it's different countries, or if America has kind of broken down into these different micro-cities or city-states. That would be interesting. Anyway, that's some wild speculation that <laughs> I wanted to indulge in. It's really fun to think about what could be. You know, we never know. This may happen. I'm an optimist, I like to think that Sony knows that we love this game and that there's a market for this game. And when they figure out their budget or whatever it is they need to figure out, they can make a Days Gone 2 and they can make it really, really good. They can they can really improve upon the original and give us the world and the mechanics and the gameplay loop that really builds upon the first game and takes it to a level and a standard of quality that we expect. You know, Sony Bend is working on air quotes, new IP. That's the, that's all they've announced that they're doing at the moment. I like to think that maybe it's Days Gone too. 
I know that's not new IP, that's the very opposite of new IP, that's existing IP. IP meaning intellectual property, for those who don't know, like a franchise or whatever. But yeah, I like the thought that maybe they're being secretive and they are actually working on Days Gone 2 and they just really don't want to tell anyone. And they'll announce it when they're good and ready. And to that I say, fine, take your time, work on Days Gone 2, make it good, make us proud. For now, I will be in the world of Days Gone, the first. <laughs> happily plugging away for another 250 hours, 300 hours, however long I I want to be in this world. And like right now, I don't know what other world I want to be in. I don't know about you, but I love Days Gone and I love to talk about it and I love to think about it and I love to play it. So if there's a sequel, great. But honestly, I have everything I need. I have Days Gone and it's wonderful. You can email me your thoughts, comments, opinions, and counter-arguments at daysgonepod at gmail.com. You can also find me moderating the Days Gone subreddit. Thanks for listening. Weaver out. Weaver out.